after breakfast What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas It's weird brunch yeah, it's like Damn a personality it. intervention. Hey, I got the dog one too. <laughs> it's not. It's a uh, local news. Oh, it's because I was near Riverside. Mm. I didn't get it. Oh well, you don't it's need to know about the dog. Though. It's a cute little dog. I like the Citizen app because it's basically follow up for next door. Because next door is just all the questions, and Citizen has all the answers. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, like, uh, I also love how many trash fires happen. I had no idea. A lot of it is because of uh, um, unhoused encampments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh. Look at him. That's like a dog. That's a very good dog. Yeah. Magnitude 2.3 earthquake detected. Where? Where? Tilden, Texas? Oh, well, Fracking. that place should probably get sucked into the center of the earth. I don't know anything about that place. I was going to say, outside I'm of. unfamiliar with Tilden. You could say any word and put Texas at the mm-hmm. end of it, and I believe that that's probably a city or a town. Yeah. It's south of San Antonio. Oh. <laughs> All right. Your swallowing I is so that. fucking loud. It's weird. It's like... <laughs> I just have a big, relaxed throat. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> That's how that's how everyone describes you. That's how everyone describes you. But that per- that person who sounds like me probably that might be confusing. I don't know. Do we sound that much alike? I don't think we do, but I don't. Think I can so. speak in a British accent for the rest of the pod if that makes everything no. easier. Okay, I was just making you know. <laughs> that's my sister Haley. Hi. She is filling in for Karina today because Karina is moving to Chicago because she couldn't, you know. Not moving. Be which, here yeah. for all the horrible things that are happening in Texas. Because she's smart. Because she's yeah. the she's smartest smart. one. She's the smart one, so she's moving away. But she will still be on the pod. She just needs some time to move. Good for her to yeah. say done. Bye. Mm-hmm. I bought property, so she owns property. I mean, she you know she's, she's got her kids here smart too, enough so she's to like, like gonna be coming back and forth. Yeah, to but, like do something with that property. Like, mm-hmm. I just bought a house. If I had to do anything else besides the very base of just buying a house at this point, I think I'd have a mental breakdown. That's that's healthy. Yeah. That's healthy. Um, I brought a couple of follow-ups. Ooh, okay. For the, just to kick kick it off a little bit. Uh-huh. So I, I know we talked a little bit about Sochi. Yes. Um, One of the things that I forgot was that there were random ass dogs everywhere and this guy Gus Kenworthy he was uh I think ski yeah slope style he started like a rescue for these dogs there's an Instagram for the dogs that's still going um Bob Costas had pink eye real oh, bad the whole I time. I mm-hmm. love the Bob Costas pink eye. That was because you could see it like him degenerate yeah, over every, the couple of weeks. Every day uh, it was worse. It was and yeah. worse. Yeah. I it didn't get better, and it's like two weeks. Did yeah. he ever get better? Have we seen him since then? I he haven't. I have As far as Dang. I know, he's Bob just Costas one was, giant yeah. gross cyst. infected eyeball. Um. There's also the Olympian who locked himself in the bathroom. <laughs> it's a bobsledder. Uh, God, what else? There was a lot of the like 
real concern about Johnny Weir mm. being there. Um, because he's gay. Mm-hmm. And everyone's an asshole. Oh, well, I guess in that's Sochi is in Russia, Russia, right? Yeah. Yep. So they also had it friendly. on the on a subtropical resort hmm. on the Russian Riviera, which then they brought in all this fake snow. It was the most expensive Olympics to date. Huh. Well, they pulled it off. You know? You know? I, I mean, watched. There's also a lot of it. corruption around that. I, I yeah. remember. There's always so much corruption around the Olympics, I feel Well, that's like. how governments get stuff done. <laughs> we need the Are Olympics. We, right. Yeah. Um, it's a cover. Mm-hmm. My other follow-up. Because I know damn well he's going to listen to this one. Um, This is for Spencer. So I did some research on lizard people. (laughs) Here's some guides, uh, some points to to look for when you're looking for lizard people. One, green eyes. Mm. (laughs) I don't have Mm -hmm. hazel eyes. Most Mm -hmm. of the time they're brown. But it depends on what the line is like. And and if my personality changes, they get greener. That's not true. Good eyesight or hearing? That's definitely not me. Same. It's fine. I have terrible eyes. Having red hair? That seems targeted. Yeah. Targeted at you. Mm -hmm. Um, A sense of not belonging in the human race. (laughs) Okay, well, that's just, that's millennials, right? Unexplained scars on the body. Oh, I can explain every single one of the scars on my body. (laughs) There are multitudes. Weird ones that I don't know. Oh, well, this is kind of taking a turn. Ew, ew, ew. That was my time. Ew. I'm a lizard person. Ew. <laughs> ew. A love of space? No. And this is what knocks me out. Low blood pressure. Oh. I'm way too high. Hypertension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do they want? They want world domination. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff I can talk about, but really I just wanted to get those bullet points across in case sure. Spencer runs into one. Yeah. He'll know how to identify, identify the lizard person. The lizard person. Well, I mean, it's basically... I've y'all... lost sleep over failing him in that moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised We've you're still alive. We've both lost sleep over failing Spencer. <laughs> I mean, everybody <laughs> has. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, don't take that personally, Spencer. No, We're that's a commentary joking. on us, not yeah. on you. <laughs> We're just failures. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Olympics started today. That's when we're recording. So I'm very excited about that. Obviously, we've had a lot of Olympic chatter mm-hmm. on the pod recently. Mm-hmm. So I hope the USA wins. I saw a clip from the opening Is this ceremonies. a spoiler? No. Don't not a spoil spoiler. the Olympics. I just saw a little clip from it, and it was te- like they showed kind of the main highlights of countries walking in which is already problematic but um when it was the usa everyone was chant like the whole usa team was going usa usa and i was like god we look exactly like everyone fucking yeah. thinks we do just you know, a country just of frat boys chanting just getting mm. our chant on so like if you mm, no i'm not gonna <laughs> no no, nope, not making this hyper political right now. Okay, I haven't had enough weed for that. Yeah. Weed. That's my one of my favorite things from TikTok is how people spell weed, O U I D, so that um, 
so they don't get so that it doesn't get, get like flagged. flagged yeah so they don't get uh-uh. uh-uh i've got a lot of tiktok terminology come into my lexicon it just happens it's like life. with anything yeah it's taken over my life yeah that's okay that keeps us young and hip that's true yeah i'm an old crusty so, bitch so hip well, I can you only have TikTok though. You have one. Yeah, I just don't ever. I'm like, what? I want to do something. What do I do? And then nothing comes to my brain. And I, so I haven't posted one in months now because yours. You set yourself up for a lot of pressure though, because you had to do like lots of research. research. It, it was fun. It's just yeah, I like to do the research, but I don't have any time anymore now that yeah, the music industry is back. The what music a industry. Uh, what a bummer. <laughs> Haley's like, Gross. I'm never going out. Ever. Aww. Which is mostly I'll true. I'll go do stuff. We, we, me and Brandon went out last night and did a thing. Where'd you go? We went to... <laughs> I don't know. This is what the best example it? of going. Okay. Um, we went to the Alamo Draft House to see a screening of Bo Burnham's Inside. <gasps> yeah. You know what? Yeah. I wanted to do that, but I didn't. It was I really good. Because... Brandon has this like family thing set up on Google, and so oh I get God, everything he puts in his Google it. calendar. I get a notification. It's and so it's like yeah. Brandon going to the dentist appointment, yeah. and it, it's it's very infrequent. But like once every couple months, something will be on I there, and I'll that. be like, oh. oh, Brandon, you know, Brandon's it's going be- to a Bo Burnham's. Fun. It's because we added you to. I had to add you to my Google account right. for YouTube. Yeah. Because I pay for YouTube. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Whatever. Because she's Gen Z. I'm. No, I don't think that. It's a younger thing to I do. I don't know. Um. Yeah. No. It was really good. I mean, so I was talking to one of my coworkers about going because we were talking about what we were doing this weekend or whatever, and I was like, Yeah, we went. We were gonna go see Bo Burnham, and she didn't know what it was, and I explained it to her, and she's like, Okay, we'll have fun, and I'm like. It's not about I'm not really fun. sure if it's fun, <laughs> but you can't really explain that. It's yeah. more like picking out a scab for two hours. Mm. Yeah. Some of it, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I would, yeah, I've watched it like four times. See, I only watched it once and I then listened to the music it. because it's right. like, you know, it's entertaining. So going in and seeing it again, like as a collective experience, the guy that was sitting next to me um, had gotten a tattoo like it's like a line drawing of the room that he was in and you know do whatever you want and that's really cool but he also seemed like a person who probably once a year hyper fixated on something and made it his entire personality mm-hmm. and i'm sure he's just covered right. he probably has like a harlem shake tattoo on his body as far as i know what kind of hair did he have um places uh, like it was not what, what kind of hair are you looking for him uh, to have big no okay no 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 <laughs> She yeah. means like one really thick strand of hair, though. like one like yeah. a, singular like, a like white person <laughs> dreadlock coming yeah. down, yeah. kind of like a was scorpion stinger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was actually sitting next to Zanzig. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Dang, I've never thought of that before. Like, what if we did just have one hair? Oh, your pore can actually do that. So if you damage your skin enough, you can basically create a giant pour of whiner if you know what that is from watching dr pimple popper on no. your head that's just compacted hair that's i so saw disgusting. a woman like, who I'm went leaving. and got like a bad weave and it caused that so she just has this one like nodule of hair oh <sighs> yeah it's real gross i feel bad i'm sure i'm explaining that wrong but that's essentially what it was it sounds painful too yeah. i don't think it should ever be explained again yeah, please <laughs> Never. 
we supposed See. to be talking about weird yeah, stuff? We That's are. a weird That's thing. That's a good thing. Welcome to Weird Brunch. Mm. I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm Lisa Friedrich. And I'm Haley Lamond. <gasps> I'm in a sandwich. You are. You're in a Lamond sandwich. <laughs> also, if this is a meaner episode, it's probably because of Haley's presence. That might be true. It's more our combination. Brandon yeah. is always very concerned with how, quote, mean we are to each other. Yeah. Um, and he just doesn't talk to his siblings, so I don't think he actually has a mm. good understanding of how siblings... Of the meanness yeah. that you have to have yeah, to be related to somebody. It's survival. You're pretty nice to your brother. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Sure. I mean... He's not here to defend himself or anything, so it's fine. Yeah. From what I've seen, she's pretty nice to him. Yeah. I don't know her real. I was getting confused last week because I was thinking... Because I listened to the pod. I'm a fan of the pod. Mm-hmm. Um... And you covered somebody whose name was Mahaley. And oh, I yeah. kept thinking you were going, <laughs> yeah. Mahaley, like oh, Malay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. No, Mahaley. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mahaley. I really like that name. I kept yeah. thinking about it. I like it, too. If I ever had a child, which I will never do, and you know how you, your, your child's name becomes a derivative of your name sometimes... Like, if you can't do, like, Richard Jr. Like, mm-hmm. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, mm-hmm. If I had a kid, I'd name her Mahaley. Because it's Mahaley. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. See? <laughs> this all makes perfect sense Yeah, good thing that like, is like, some future therapy. So. I mean, we can just start calling you Mahaley also. You and that's how I have to for me. That. Yeah, That's true, though. You can get a dog. Yeah, I've three name cats already. After you. <laughs> we're not we're not particularly creative with animal names though. We've never been. Like we had a cat named White Stripes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um our two cats that we have now. Um, this is cat talk. Um, White Stripes? Yep. No. Nope. Oh yeah, White Stripes. That's... But that was two different cats. It was two different cats. Two different and cats. it was in like 94 was, yeah. so yeah. Mm. named that. But no, our two cats are named Boy Cat and Girl Cat. So mm. Not but it's great. spelt differently. It is to add a little flavor to to yeah. the cat. To, to flavored cat. And then mm. their other cat is Fatty. Fatty. Well, Asher, who's um immortal. She's yeah. 18. Well, Asher's that's Asher was when we not gender based or no. size based. When we first got her, we Neither thought she was fatty. a boy. Well, sex. And Asher's a boy name, but we found out like a year later when we finally took her to the vet that it was a girl. And we're like, oh, well, we're not going to change her name now. That's weird. So, yeah. No one calls her Asher, anyways. She just fatty. Yeah. She's mean in a good way, like most (laughs) cats should be. Mean in a good way. Well, okay. Who, Haley, do you want to go in the middle since you're. So I can be in the French. sandwich. So I can yeah. be in a weird French. Well, because you said you wanted mine's, to go last. Mine's right? long. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to bail on listening, <laughs> mine's the time to do it. Yeah. That's usually when I bail is when you go. So oh that's fair. <laughs> that's when I would bail. That's so mean. See, yeah. Now I'm proving Whitney right. There saying this is. is gonna get meaner. It's, it's fine. gonna get mean. Okay. It's gonna get mean. <laughs> We don't remember the dance when you don't pretend like you do. Well, also, we can't stand Justin Timberlake anymore, so you gotta I know stop. we can't. I know. I know. Yeah, it's fine. Free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. Justice for Janet, all that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Who knows? Janet Jackson. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Nipplegate. I remember where I was 
for that more than I remember where I was for 9-11. See? Ooh. I mean, what was more impactful in your life, Mike Whaling? Titties. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Whitney and I were at a um, church-ran Super Bowl show. Love that. That was very good. We went to a really hippy-dippy church. I was like, yeah, it's a new one. God made fun. that. That's great. <laughs> God on. made that pasty. Always yeah. fun. Um, all right. Well, enough nipple talk. Says you. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my story's about. Fine. <laughs> it's just fine. one giant hair from a nipple. <laughs> that, there it is. <laughs> the one big nipple hair. Um, okay. So you've all heard of the Bermuda Triangle. But have you heard of the Lake Michigan Triangle? Sounds mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. Have we done a story about no. it? No. Okay, good. Like I, I didn't think we had. I know we've done stories about shit that's happened in Lake Michigan. Yeah. But um, because of what? Because it has like whales in it or something? No, fuck off. No, rem- that was something we talked no. about. I know there I'll are. I'll sit here at and gaslight you all. Yeah. Dolphins in Lake Michigan. No. Pretty sure. Google it. No, don't. <laughs> Fucking go Fucking into. Google it. Uh, so. The reason I know about the Lake Michigan Triangle uh-huh. is because I did time uh, on Lake Michigan when I was growing up. Wow. Working on a chain gang. Yeah, obviously. I don't know a what lot that of chipmunks. was. There's a lot of chipmunks up there. A lot, a lot of chipmunks. They I just spawn from the triangle. Hitting. Okay. Is it? Your, your cool caffeine pills. She's been Jesse Spanoing lately. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I'm also so scared for you. Yeah. Oh, just be the first one. <laughs> just be the first one. Don't push me down the stairs. No. Okay. Don't. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the Lake Michigan Triangle has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years weird shit happens in lake michigan as we know it's so huge it has coasts pretty sure there's dolphins in it there are i told you there are give whitney too many she's right points Mm. otherwise she'll get a bloated Mm. Mm. self-ego so the first abnormal incident to happen in the lake michigan triangle i swear i'm gonna say bermuda triangle on accident was in 1679 um, the late 17th century, uh, there was a lot of exploring going on out there, and a guy named Le Griffon had one of the largest sailing vessels of, oh, the, the vessel was called Le Griffon, sorry, and it was one of the largest sailing vessels of its time. It goes out on its maiden voyage in 1679 to find a northwest passage from China to Japan. From China? Trina Rizaban and um, everything was going fine until the vessel reached the Michigan Triangle and just completely disappeared. Although it is not only the ship that might have been submerged, the horrifying part is that no wreckage or traces of the crew were ever found. But I mean, fuck! It was the 17th century. Yeah, it's not like, like they can dive yeah, down. Are you gonna deep. send a camera down into the ocean? I don't think so. I mean, put a camera on a dolphin. Let's life aquatic this I mean, shit. We could do that today, but we couldn't do it back then. Okay, yeah. but right. it still hasn't been found. No, it's, it's gone. I mean, the dolphins ate the cops it. On probably it's gone. So, in 1891, moving a little ahead. Uh, excuse me. The that late was 19th century. Thank you. We're on 
a ship called the Thomas Hume. Ugh. Um, I don't like it. I know. I'm sorry. They were... I'm sorry. I'm also Whitney, super burpy. Uh, it's disgusting. I apologize. They're shipping it. lumber. They're dropping it off in Chicago. And they're sailing back to Muskegon. 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 Oh Where's that at? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, I just don't want people from Michigan getting mad at us for you n- mispronouncing everything. Muskegon. Muskegon. All right. Yeah. I got it. Um. <laughs> They're going back to the lumber mill, and uh, they had another ship with them also, the Rouse Simmons and the Thomas Hughes, their BFF boats. They are on their way back, and someone's like, storms are coming, and the captain of the Rouse Simmons is like, we're going to turn back. This looks gnarly, and the captain of the Thomas Hune was like, fuck y'all, and decide to go out through Lake Michigan and it never fucking arrives. No word from the sailors. Nothing. Oh my god. A ship that went out in a storm. I know. Maybe sank. But 21 years later November 1912 Mmm. Isn't bad year for ships. Yeah, isn't that when the Titanic sank? Titanic. Let's not Let's not joke about the Titanic. Okay. Really? It's too soon. I'm sorry. It's too soon. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. I text Lisa about it a lot. It's just a lot more people than it's you so think It's so many about. more people than you think. It's a lot. Yeah. Have you watched the Titanic as an adult? The Titanic. Is that Titanic fucking whatever? Probably, but I'm not going to pretend I like I remember it. lost my shit watching that movie. Like, I hadn't watched it since I was, you know. Like, like crying? Crying, like uncontrollably. You are also traditionally very emotional in movies. I remember when you were this is going to be fun story time between the Lamont sisters. I remember you came home after seeing The Notebook when you were like 17 years old and I was sitting on the family computer playing Diablo 2 with my boyfriend and um, as you do as you do, and you were crying and I didn't know what was going on. I thought maybe your weird boyfriend at the time broke up with you um, and then you, per- I asked what was the matter, and you proceeded to tell me the entire plot of the Notebook <laughs> while bawling the have, entire time. Have, and I never watched the Notebook after that. Have you seen that movie? No, because I already it understand is, the experience. You've seen it. Oh yeah, I saw it, and I was a dick about it. Oh God, it broke me. I watched it freshman year of college with a bunch of girls I did not know Oh, okay. Uh, that were all like roommates together mm-hmm. and I knew like one or two of them from high school and like, I don't know fucking 15 minutes in I go oh is she's that one she's the old lady and they were all like what the fuck that's funny I, I, I mean I was in high school when I saw it I didn't pick up on that at all and then just got my heart was, ripped out yeah, it was a I feel like I just life. went in like not trusting it so I was like mm, I'm suspicious is this the See, thing if you had seen it when you were in high school maybe you were, would have been a little dumber but you were in college so you're only not much more smart yeah it was that. my freshman year yeah so. not really that much of a difference super dumb okay sorry so, continue sorry this is gonna be the longest episode. yeah sorry. 1912 bad year for boats mm-hmm. uh our same vessel the one who had turned back that first time and saved itself the rouse simmons is on another run guess what they're transporting christmas lumber. trees oh i thought you were gonna say christmas but yes lumber but specifically christmas trees christmas Delightful. lumber yes christmasy lumber taylor swift was there um 
because her family owns she grew up on a christmas tree this farm. is not Did a taylor you know swift that? podcast we don't need to okay. go over this fuck you <laughs> so the captain they unload all of the christmas trees and they're like what's up michigan lumberjacks y'all just want to hop on a boat and come back to chicago with us free ride y'all were pretty tight hanging out and doing this and they were like okay cool so 16 people set off into the waters the ship never arrives it was said to have been sighted in clear conditions but flying a distress flag and they eventually try to send someone out there but i guess by that point it had disappeared uh there's no wreckage no one can find shit and then a year later christmas trees start washing up along the shores <laughs> and shit. everyone's like oh my god and then somebody That's finds the captain. Yeah. somebody finds the captain's wallet like a year after less that. spooky well, than the trees hold yeah. on hold on so it was a wooden wallet <laughs> George Washington's teeth washed up too. Yes. Um, so they were Christmas trees that were cut down in one December and they arrived fully formed again in uh-huh. the next December. <laughs> Brandon just wasn't looking. No, it's I'm it's a tally mark towards divorce. Like <laughs> Thank I don't you, even, John. it's fine. Hey, he's now he's mad at me. Um Thank you, darling. I love you. Okay. So, <laughs> what were you saying about Christmas trees? That meme. Oh, no. What? Or you had some. No. <laughs> that we're I having swear problems. to God. She announces it. She's been waiting to come on the pod. And no, yeah, this it. is me putting myself back out and there. And she brought Brandon with her. So, that was super weird. But, whatever. <laughs> no. So, fully, like, Christmas trees that theoretically should have died and biodegraded, yeah. especially in water. Are they, like, like, new? Charlie Brown. Yeah. Oh, like they're Charlie nude Brown Christmas, Christmas trees. trees. Yeah. Like the the little pine you know needles are gone, yeah. but the shape is there. They're just I cutouts, think, right? It's like the skeleton of the tree. Lisa, come on, you know what a Christmas tree looks like without I mean, its a naked Christmas tree. Okay. His nipples. What? His nipples. Okay. Okay. Christmas cheese. I'm on board. Let's go. All that. We're shit. good. We're fine. Washing up the wallet that definitely was made of wood um so 2006 the thomas hune is Mm -hmm. discovered at the bottom of the lake in near perfect condition and the rouse simmons is also found in 165 feet of water with no sign of what happened to either one of the boats the shipwrecks were uncharacteristic of the normally placid lake very of, of michigan super placid um super placid i don't know if it's that placid it's pretty placid dog i puked in it um i swam in that you swam in my puke it was a cool like cool thing to do back then um so those are those two super creepy shit um Another one, the sinking of the Lady Elgin in 1860, a wooden steamship with a smaller boat, the Augusta, which managed to make it all the way to harbor. And it's like, why didn't you just, like, stick around and, like, try to save the people on the Lady Elgin? Because 300 people died, which is a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I think I just underestimate the size of boats sometimes. Because yeah. either I think a boat, like a fishing boat, or I think a cruise ship. The and Titanic. nothing right. in between. Right. Yeah. So when you say 300 people on a boat, I go, but where? But how? how? Right. Yeah. It's like a condo. Or like, like a townhome. Town, sure. The townhome home of ships. The townhome, okay. yes. Like a little bit of space, but not like a full house. Yeah. So, 1921, another ship set sail. This one, 11 passengers. But it's called a ship. Yeah, I don't know. Not a big deal. Fuck them. The Rosabelle, which, oh. another fun name. Two-masted schooner was transferring supplies to uh, the Benton Harbor House of David. And it just didn't make it no one's found the wreck oh wait the wreck hadn't except in this case the wreck hadn't disappeared they found it floating upside down with no traces of any passengers what's upside that what's down. that movie that's the upside down the poseidon event is that what it is like it's know. like a horror movie where the ship gets flipped upside down and they all have to like contend with upside i think down you're ship. right yeah but I don't remember it. Yeah, that, well, that was the origin story. Is that enough? There you, know. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, there was evidence of a collision, but no other vessels were found and no reports of an accident. Coast Guard was like, we don't know. And those 11 crew members, gone forever. Yeah. yeah. The Carl D. Bradley sinks in 1958 when the hull splits in two. How many people were on that? Doesn't say. See, so far that 300's winning. 300? Yeah. Or losing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perspective, yeah. Um, in 1937, a guy named George R. Donner. R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin Donner is sailing through the icy parts of the upper Great Lakes. And after getting through tons of dangerous water, he retires to his cabin to take a little load off. He's 58. He's tired. They're sailing through the Lake Michigan Triangle. He shuts his door, and a few hours later, the ship is almost to Port Washington. Crew members go to wake him. He doesn't get up and answer. It's locked, obviously, from the inside. They break in, and the cabin is empty. They search the entire ship. No captain. No explanation. No note. And... No, to this nope. day, no fucking nope. note. <laughs> to this day, rude. they don't know what happened to him. And then, in 1950, Northwest Airlines Flight 2501 is going from New York to Seattle with 58 people on board. Uh, the captain radios in to request permission to descend to 2,500 feet because there was a severe electrical storm and high winds, and they deny it. And then you can do that. I know, right? Like, <laughs> no. Would you listen to the captain? I mean, also the storms on Lake Michigan are insane. Yeah, I I don't know why you can just deny that. It's like a say. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Not in aviation. So radar goes dark. No word from the captain. No sign of the plane. Flight twenty or twenty five oh one disappears. They go on a shirt search. They drag the wreckage or drag for wreckage and nothing is found then human remains start to wash up on the coast in the following days but the plane itself is not found the whole plane yeah in the decades since the wreckage has still never been found despite a yearly search funded by noted nautical thriller author clive 
Cussler. What a name. Oh. Um, and I know that so name. every year they search for the it's missing like plane and fucking nothing. Do you think over time that the more you get removed from a tragic event like that, that the yearly search for the plane becomes like a party? I, I don't. Mm. I mean, Clive Cussler has money, right? Yeah. Like all dads sure. read Clive. So Probably. he's throwing money at some point. Yeah, I think they're like, can I please be on that? Yeah. Team. Can I be on the scuba dive team? Do we get cocktails afterwards? Right. We go to the same bar every year. The bar party turns more important than the actual search. And then, you know, kind of just goes from there. Explanations for all these disappearances and deaths. Fun ones being UFOs. People are like, we see bright lights over the lake all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And we don't know where they're coming from. They say a lot of them were seen on the night that flight 21 or 2501 disappeared they say there are time portals unholy creatures um crazy bad weather and the whims and cruelties of a mocking and malevolent god my god it's pretty intense um in 2007, an archaeology professor and his colleague ran sonar around Lake Michigan in an effort to find shipwrecks. They discovered in about 40 feet of water a line of stones arranged in a pattern reminiscent of Stonehenge. They sent divers to photograph the area and found alongside the line of stones what could be a prehistoric carving of a mastodon which has obviously been extinct for over 12,000 years the site hasn't been authenticated and the exact location remains a secret but like Stonehenge nobody really fucking knows what it is um obviously lots of weird shit happens in the fucking Michigan Lake Lake Michigan Lake Michigan The Michigan Lake the Lake Michigan, Michigan Yeah Lake again triangle um that's a lot of it HP Lovecraft said quote we live on a placid island of ignorance in the mists of black seas of infinity Oh and my. it was not meant that we should voyage far. He also said a lot of racist shit too. Well, so, yeah, of you course. Know, you of can't, course. You can't be a hit every time. Um, but yeah, there you go, Lake Michigan Triangle. I need to know where it's real. I really need to know where those rocks are. You can. I just googled it to see an image of it, and they look like, like with because they have like barnacles all over them. It just looks like a bunch of like mozzarella sticks. That are green in the Yum. middle of the ocean. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought when I said so. I, I was like, love "Ooh, it. mozzarella sticks." Are we getting mozzarella sticks? What? They look Let's like mozzarella see. sticks. Oh, yeah, they kind of fun. That's wild, though. Yeah. Oh, that long part of the line, the long of the triangle. The, the oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. where um, I did time up at the north part of that. <laughs> when you say it like that, and now it's funny. Yeah, and they sold that fucker. Your vacation home? My dad's family had a vacation home. That's nice. Our family has a vacation home, but y'all, y'all both been to it. You've been mm-hmm. to it in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I haven't gone back in years. It's the best. Yeah. It is. Highly recommend spending time up in them hills. I want to go up there, but whenever Mom and Spencer like invite us to go, I know they're actually inviting us because they know that we're the children that do the manual labor. <laughs> and so it's not going to... Let's it, get those workhorses yeah, out there. Especially because we don't drink anymore. So that's the, that's the two things that Mom and Spencer do is some type of work outside and drinking. And you fulfill the drinking aspect in Brandon and I. You're welcome. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, they're trying to clear out that one cabin. They so. are. I, yeah, and they have to change out the septic tank or something. I don't no. know. Would they make you do that? No. They would ask, and we would say yes. No, 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 no. That's no, 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 no. That's illegal. That's criminal. Mm-hmm. All right. Can I pee before I go? Yeah. Yes. I drink too much water. Uh, go pee, 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 pee. I'm going to sing the whole time. Oh, okay. That's Baby shark. Oh, no. Go pee, 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 Go pee, 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 pee. Hey, come on in. Now pull your pants down and your underwear sit on the body and pee, pee, pee. first i want to say thank you for inviting me to your pod thank you for being here no problem and you know i just always respected both of y'all so much because y'all just seem like really cool like boss babes oh god and i figured that maybe i would take this chance to present y'all with a really amazing business opportunity okay um but before we do that i need to tell you about somebody um that will be integral to y'all onboarding as um Boss babes. I feel like you're about to show us a diorama of something. <laughs> like she really is pitching us a be- a, yeah. a, an like, MLM. Here's my trifold and my clay diorama. Uh-huh. So I want to talk about a gentleman gentleman named Donald Gary Young. Okay. Or D. Gary Young for short. So we'll call him Gary. Gary was born in 1949 in Idaho. And he was one of six children in a, this is shocking to hear, a Mormon household. Uh, when he was 24, he, I put, he got logged, um, which means <laughs> to say that he suffered an injury in a logging accident. <laughs> he got logged. He got logged. He done been logged. So did Abbott. Yeah, yeah. yeah Abbott got logged. And similarly, that did leave him in a wheelchair. For some time, he wasn't permanently in one, but he was wheelchair-bound for a while. So he won. Yeah. Um, he didn't win a lawsuit like uh, Governor Abbott he did. He the log in the... Log one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. Um, so after the accident, he was super depressed, and his uh, wife at the time said he tried to commit uh, suicide three times during that time period. Via log. Via, well, it doesn't, I would, it seems kind of like fire with fire on that mm. kind of thing, so maybe not. Um, and this, this is when um, Gary started experimenting with natural healing, specifically with essential oils. Mm. So um, Gary does attribute 
um, getting out of the chair to this natural healing and essential what oils. What year is this? Well, I'll, I'll, this okay. so twenty four years after nineteen forty nine is got it. Hundred. Uh, it's six. It's seventy three. Good job. Okay, so <laughs> I in, got there. You did. I'm not gonna <laughs> check it. In the seventies, he um, started doing at home nutrition and herbology classes. And then he enrolled in the Burroughs Vitaflex Institute, which is a unaccredited school dedicated to the teachings of Stanley Burroughs. And if you've heard the name Stanley Burroughs, um, you've probably heard it because he invented the Master Cleanse, mm -hmm. aka Haley's first eating disorder. As an aside, um, Stanley was also convicted of second degree murder in the 80s. <laughs> Um, for because he was practicing medicine without a license and a patient died in his care. Um, the conviction was overturned when his lawyer successfully argued that, quote, felonious unlicensed practice of medicine is not a, quote, inherently dangerous felony. And this did not merit a murder charge. And that worked. So okay. this is who oh. um, um, Gary Young is looking up to and learning from at this point in his life. Uh -huh. A role model. Yeah, for sure. And then in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, Gary attended another unaccredited school, the Don Bosch Nutrition University, owned and operated by Kurt Don Bosch. Um, Kurt, I can't with that name. I'm sorry. Kurt, Kurt Don's Bosch. Uh, Don's Bosch? Don's Bosch. Don's Boss. <laughs> sure, why not? Um <laughs> Uh, so Kurt Donbsbosch uh, was an unlicensed chiropractor who also had a couple of charges, including tax evasion, practicing medicine without a license, mm. and selling misbranded drugs. Mm. And That's just, a triple yeah, threat. Yeah, so another person that Gary is uh, learning from. It's like Judy Garland. And to like round out Gary's CV on this, uh, he attended another unaccredited uh, university called Bernadine University, where he claimed to earn his doctorate degree in naturopathy. Bern yeah, Bernadine University um, is described um, as a mail-order diploma mill. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so this is now the early 80s, and Gary is just full of fake knowledge and gumption, and he opens his own unlicensed medical practice in Spokane, Washington in 1982. Spokane. 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 Yeah. Spoke, spoken. Spoken. Spoken for. This didn't last long because in 1983, um, Spokane police started an undercover investigation where young had offered to deliver a baby. Yes, one of his services mm -hmm. was childbirth, and I'm actually gonna circle back to that in a little bit. Mm. Uh, he also claimed that he could detect cancer with a blood test and then treat the disease. Mm. Um, they arrested him, shut him down, and sure. he pleaded guilty to practicing medicine without a license. Mm -hmm. So to his credit, he is one of the few people who actually uses what he learned in college in his career. Yeah. yeah. And he, he manned up and was, like, guilty. Yeah. Yeah, sure. He did. So he had to pay a fine, um, and then he couldn't practice uh, medicine for a year. Uh, oh. Or pretend to practice. A year? Yeah. A year. Okay. Yep. Just a little slap on the Looking wrist right there. Grounded longer yeah. than that. Yeah. So that, he opened his practice um, in Spokane in 1982. He got shut down in 1983. Another thing that happened in 1982, um, his first wife at the time, Donna, um, was pregnant with a baby, a baby girl. And Gary convinced her to give birth in a hot tub at his clinic. 
And he held that baby underwater for an hour until it died. Why did he hold it underwater? Um, you know, probably learned it in in one of his. Yeah. Yep. Naturopathy. Oh. Yep. So. The coroner said that the baby died from oxygen deprivation and would have lived um, had he not held her underwater. <laughs> so the, the, per- the point being that it was not a stillbirth. Right. Like, this baby was alive. Um, but the this death, was a murder. Yep. The death was ruled an accident and okay. Gary was never charged. Okay. Uh, the interesting thing is the whole um, he was offering birthing services after he had killed his own child from doing the same birthing services that he was offering. God. Luckily, he had performed one successful underwater birth during this time um, to a child that did survive, um, but then he got shut down before he could perform any other ones. But he did kill his own child. Yeah. Yep. Bummer. I'm just angry now. Yeah, yeah you pissed. should be angry at this person. I'm so Did Donna stay with him? We'll get there. Okay. This um, is Donna and Donald? Well, it got D. Gary Young. The Don. De Gary, for short. De Gary? De Gary? De Gary. Okay. So in 1986, uh, he was operating a detoxification treatment center in Tijuana, where he <sighs> claimed his services could cure cancer, lupus, among other things. And around that time, he was also operating the Young Life Wellness Center in Chula Vista, California, that also claimed to uh, cure a myriad of de- diseases. But the wellness center was ordered to shut down in 1988 after it was shown that Young was selling, quote, unapproved medical devices and drugs and advertising that he could cure cancer and other diseases. So he basically got shut down for fraud again. Do we know what the devices were? So at this point, it's mostly the drugs themselves. So substituting actual medicine for things like essential oils. Mm. Um, (gasps) Sorry. I read that people like a hundred years ago used Lysol as a uh, uh, birth control and yeah. poisoned themselves. Okay, sorry. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Do we <clears> not do that desperate. anymore? We haven't been. Oh. You didn't get the. No. Okay, it was a mass text. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> to all the women in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, missed that one. <clears throat> so <laughs> uh, he was un- selling basically quackery right and he keeps he keeps getting shut down for it the um the way that he one of the ways that he got found out is a reporter in la sent a vial of blood to gary's clinic in tijuana to basically say hey i've been feeling sick i don't know what's going on and they tested it and the results said and i'm using air quotes on this that the patient had a very aggressive form of uh, cancer mm-hmm. they needed to come down immediately get um tested uh, he the reporter had actually sent cat's blood <laughs> what? And you have ghosts in your blood. Exactly. So <gasps> Scientology. Whole, yes, exactly. A whole expose on that. And they actually did that again um, to a similar result. And they sent chicken's blood that time. So they did not learn the lesson the first time. So with that, the, um, the California Wellness Center got shut down as well. So he spent most of his time in Tijuana after that point. Mm-hmm. As you do. As you do. I mean, I'd rather So he, he spends most of the 80s kind of opening and closing wellness centers all around the world um, because he can't keep one open because he's a quack. Um, if you skip forward a couple years, he's living in Utah with his third wife. We skipped over the second wife. Don't worry about it. Donna's not, gone. Donna's gone. Donna was really probably really upset that her baby got drowned. Um, I mean... 
Yeah, so understandable. S- skipped over third wife. Um, his third wife's name is Mary. And in 1993, they founded Young Living Essential Oils. And you've probably heard of Young Living, mm-hmm. probably on Facebook, mm-hmm. probably from a weird cousin or somebody that you haven't talked to since high school um, when they message you out of the blue because they have an amazing business opportunity with a totally natural health and wellness company where you can work from your home and be your own boss mm-hmm. and be an oily mama. So, um, <laughs> Oily mamas. Yes. <laughs> so Young Living is now an MLM or a multi-level marketing company, um, AKA what I like to call the chugiest pyramid scheme. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't originally, Uh, go ahead. Tick tock knowledge. I I don't have it. I know it's, I know it's, I get it. Chugi. But I don't know the origin. Chugi is like the new version of basic. Basic, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's another way for women to bully each other on board. Why is it chugi? Like what would can, make you chuggy no. asking that question makes you i know yes. no 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 if you have to ask what's the like like what's the what's the origin of like how did we get to chuggy like why is that the word some girl on utah on you talk oh my god on tiktok basically said y'all been like there's this word to describe all this that my friends and i have been using for years and it's chuggy oh also they're just inventing words a millennial yeah she's not yeah she's not gen z Z. i mean it's a good word i like the word i did not know the origin yeah i don't know what the actual like like where it came from but i know that that tiktok went viral that's what it came from so and that's the thing is like chuggy is a millennial term and in Mm -hmm. my opinion like the over the mlm kind of world is very much a millennial world yeah for sure so um put that on gen x honestly (laughs) no absolutely not like it's definitely mlm yeah it's really millennial for sure Hmm. at least in my opinion from the demographics that i've seen um so what is an mlm so an mlm is a multi-level marketing strategy that comes from direct sales which um, you encourage existing distributors to recruit new distributors who are paid a percentage of their recruiter's sales. This essentially creates a downline, and distributors make money through direct sales of products to customers. So, are MLMs pyramid schemes? Yes. <laughs> no, but also yes. So, most MLM companies operate as close to pyramid schemes as possible without being illegal. And plenty of MLMs have been shut down for being illegal pyramid schemes. Um, And the FTC even has a page on their website dedicated to showing how to tell the difference between an MLM and a pyramid scheme because they're so similar. Um, And the main takeaway being, and this is directly from the CDC, or not the CDC because it is a disease. No, (laughs) I think the CDC are busy with a little bit of getting my friends to sell things. (laughs) Exactly. It says, if the MLM is not a pyramid scheme, it will pay you based on your sales to retail customers without having to recruit new distributors. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Um, Many, if not most, MLMs do not track retail sales, as in they do not track whether a sale goes to an end user or to a distributor. Any sale is a sale. Mm -hmm. So there's no real way to tell if it's actually getting to the end user or not. So a lot of the times, if you're a distributor or a independent contractor, whatever they call you, a boss babe, a hun, you buy into the MLM further to rank up in the company. 
Um, and this is why 99.5% of folks in MLMs make zero dollars. And it, like I said, Young Living didn't start as an MLM. Um, it actually became a MLM a couple years into its creation because Mary Young, Gary's uh, third wife, was Mary in a bunch of MLMs relatively successfully as well. So she introduced this um, business model to Young Living. So just for reference, I have the uh, Young Living's 2020 income disclosure statement which not all multi-level marketing companies release, but a lot of them do. And it basically tells you who's making money and how much they're making. So 88.1% of the company um, makes an average of $3 a year. <clears throat> and then next after that, that's an associate. That's just an associate. And then a star, which is the next rank, because they love naming their ranks, um, that's 8.5% of the company make an average of $248 a year. And then those numbers get smaller and smaller as the actual income gets higher and higher to where the highest rank, which is Royal Crown Diamond, Ooh, <laughs> oh shit, which is only shown as less than 0.1% a year. And I will say the top five ranks are all less than 0.1% a year. Mm -hmm. If you are in the top 1% of this company, you could be making an average of $1.6 million a year. Okay. But does not negate the fact that 90, let's see, to livable wage, 99.8% of the company does not make a living wage. <laughs> so that's an MLM, just to get caught up on that. So let's go back to Gary. So a couple oh, years, yeah, yeah Gary, this is about <laughs> Gary, this is also about Young Living. Um, so a couple years after Young, uh, Young Living was founded and turned into an MLM. Uh, Gary's actually ousted as CEO because he caught another charge of practicing without a license, which surprise. Um, bummer. bummer. He just man. loves doing he really, that. He's really good he's at passionate. it. He's passionate. Yeah. Healing the people yep. with killing, killing babies. Yes. Killing, drowning and, them. And rubbing them with essential oils yes. and saying that the cancer is cured. <sighs> okay. So that same week, that he got ousted as CEO, he went fucking nuts and um, went to the Young Living office with an axe and tried to break in. Um, he also pushed his wife down the stairs and threatened his own son with the same axe. Um, and then he had to be escorted away by police. And all of those victims got restraining orders against him. He would later uh, be accused of abusing his wife and kids in court, um, unrelated court uh, do uh, testimony. I could not find out how he got reinstated, but he did get reinstated um, as CEO. Why? I do it's not like know. Cockroach. I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet, but I cannot find it. Anyway, so they seem to recover and they start growing their company after that. And they opened farms. So they opened farms originally in Utah and then they went to Idaho and then they had them in Ecuador. And so they had all these farms that were growing, you know, different types of plants that create essential oils, right? And so. Young Living's whole thing is uh, seed to seal, which implies that since they own the farms, they have complete control over the essential oils all the way till they get bottled. Seed to, to seal. seal. I don't um, like it. No. So, it's like farm to table. Yeah, yeah. kind of. But it's just weird. I don't know. The word seed is problematic for me. And seal to me. Seal also, yeah. Oh my God. I, why are these words weird? I don't to know. Like it, they're both very sexual, like Bible sex words. I feel like yeah. you like the male spilled a seed. I read the Bible every fucking day. 
what if I did? Um, There's a lot. The in whole there. Bible. Yeah, the whole Bible, like Old Testament, New Testament, every I've been morning. Speed reading, trying to get through the Bible every day, and I start over the next day if I don't make it to the end. That sounds like a personal type of hell that would be described in the Bible, probably. Yeah, right? It's in Revelation. She oh, hasn't gotten there yet. I, I don't get far. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so. Young Living has had all kinds, like businesses have problems and you get sued and all that kind of stuff. Young Living has all kinds of weird problems that they've gone through. So in 2000, at one of their facilities, they um, incurred 11 OSHA violations because one employee was killed after being struck in, struck in the head with a water pressure steamer that was not appropriately, appropriately assembled. Okay. Um, and then they caught another lawsuit because the Young Life Clinic, which he reopened somewhere else, was treating sorry i love that it's called young life yeah because church kids church kids that young life did it Mm -hmm. what's the one that's for sports oh christian athletes yeah fellowship of christian yeah yeah i remember people always being like well you don't have to be christian or an athlete to come and i'm like i can be not either and not come either yeah i'm gonna do that anyways anyway so they settled a lawsuit with a patient who claimed that infusions of vitamin C had caused renal failure, almost killing her, which then going into liver failure, which forced them to close their clinic in Utah. But that's cool because they just went and opened another one in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. In 2007, um, a couple of employees were either fired or quit because of discriminatory, discriminatory pay for women and dismissing. Dis- <laughs> diminishing quality of many of Young Living's essential oils that they lied about, essentially. Mm. Essentially about essentially. the essential oils. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to prop up this emerging seed to seal marketing scheme, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't true because the types of oils that need to be grown often can't be grown in every climate, and there's no way that they could provide mm-hmm. everything. And so it's, it's essentially a lie. I'm going to say essentially a lot, even though we're talking about essential oils. Tight. Yep. And so in 2015, Gary steps down from Young Living um, so his wife could take over. This is the same wife, Mary. They've stayed um, together the whole time because Gary wanted to focus his fam- focus his time on family and various philanthropic and civic initiatives. I could not find the philanthropic and I'm curious. I mean, I'm sure it was treating people with essential oils <sighs> and killing them. Who knows? Um, and then they keep going around. They honestly keep getting different weird lawsuits for basically claiming things that aren't true and then in 2018 uh gary young dies from complications of a stroke at the age of 68 and young living is still around and you'll probably keep hearing about young living forever and ever thanks to gary young who 100 killed his child got away with it and has probably killed many many other people if not directly been the cause of it their big thing in the early 2000s was um gary young invented raindrop therapy which is basically so it's the method of combining essential oils heat aromatherapy with traditional massage techniques and reflexology this practice helps to bring mental and physical balance into alignment by invoking multiple senses touch and smell during a relaxation relaxation therapeutic massage so it's just like a really good massage that's all it is but he, of course, claimed that it could, sure, you know, yeah, get so, the demons out exactly. Um, and then just other scummy things like if you go to the Young Living website, in a lot of spaces, a lot of different areas, they call him D. Mm-hmm. Gary Young, and it's pretty obvious they're trying to trick you into seeing Doctor 
like uh, d-dot instead of dr dot. at least that's how i interpret it because if you're just kind of scanning it you'll well, see yeah, doctor you yeah and you can pull up if you go into um the Wayback machine you can pull up their old website and they mm-hmm. did call him doctor because of you know his degree as right. a naturopathic whatever 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 and i didn't put this in the beginning because there was a lot of him going to like weird <laughs> unaccredited schools one of them um he went to and then it was the closest to actually being a real school, but he dropped out after three months and then um, had a bunch of unpaid student loans mm. that they tried to chase him for for years and years. So that's him. Um, I'm super fascinated by MLMs and other pyramid schemes. Yeah. I think they're fun. I'm I, looking at their website right now. Yeah. Then the other essential MLM, essential oil MLM is Dutera. That's the other one to watch out for. Also, anytime that you see an MLM selling essential oils, you can get the exact same essential oils at like Walmart for the same amount of money. And or they're cheaper, probably. are cheaper yeah. and they're, it's all the same amount of adulteration or unadulteration. Honestly, I also took a fun quiz called which pyramid scheme are you? Yeah. What are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm Herbalife. Herbalife. Yeah. I can oh. send it to you. It's pretty fun. It's like seven questions. Uh, do y- y'all know it works? Oh yeah. Okay. So I met a woman on a plane and she was like, oh. Oh, I want to, like, I was exhausted. She's sitting next to me. She won't stop talking. And then it comes up that, like, I do comedy. She's, like, talking to me about, like, oh, I do this. I own my own business, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, great. She's, like, let me follow you. You follow me. I'm, like, cool. Uh, Forgot about this entirely. And then sometime in the last year, two years, uh, her story pops up on my Instagram. And, boy, is it just about how the Democrats and the libs are mm. fucking kids mm-hmm. like whoa i was like oh no yeah. she's fully QAnon, yeah. and then i have not stopped watching her there's a very similar pipeline to mlm to that right. exact same thing mm-hmm. it's very disheartening yeah there's a lot of them it works what's the other one uh lip sense unique i know yeah lip sense someone with lip sense i know someone who did the What's a vibrator one? Um, pure, romance. pure romance. Yep, 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 yep. It's interesting. Like I work at a company with salespeople, and um, I swear out half of them. That's how they started in sales. Was they started doing a multi-level marketing company, kind of on accident. Like you don't know. Oh, like Vector, right? You're a kid. Vector is Cutco, and it's really easy to rope kids in oh, on that. Selling knives. Yeah, I had a friend in high school mm. that sold mom a knife. I think mm-hmm. she still has it. Actually, it's a good that's knife. Sweet. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, mom bought one. That's, That's so idea. sweet. Yeah, but multi-level marketing companies—they are essentially <laughs> essential. Essentially, They're essential legal pyramid schemes. Living in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> living in America. Yep. Um. Well, y'all know where the Olympics are happening, right? Tokyo. Tokyo. Like we said. Yeah. So we were talking about that, and that made me think. You know what? Let's learn about the Yakuza. Oh, fuck oh, hell yeah. yeah. Tell me. I don't. I feel like I don't know that much about the Yakuza. I didn't either. I just know they're hardcore. Yeah, and they have tattoos. Yeah. Both of those things are true. And then there's also, like, a really soft side. Of course. Um, Gangs start from a good place. They always do. Uh, so this is all from an article from All That's Interesting. I feel like I need to say that because at least half of this is just me reading it. Um, (laughs) So uh, 
the yakuza is you know when you hear that you think gangsters you think crime that's uh, that's part of it sure mm-hmm. um but they're actually something else entirely and what they come out of is just like kind of like heartbreaking um it's so okay so in spring of 2011 uh japan gets hit by one of the most brutal tsunamis and earthquakes in the country's history we were all there we Terrifying. remember um and then the people of the region tohoku <laughs> lost everything uh and then a fleet of more than 70 trucks pour into the town um and they fill and they're filled with food water blankets everything the residents could possibly hope for um to start trying to you know put their lives back together this was not the government this was the yakuza it's like h-e-b in texas i mean they are the h-e-b of japan (sighs) Um, <laughs> Do they have a combo loco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mm-hmm. are. Uh, so this isn't the first time they've done this. After 1995's Kobe earthquake, uh, the Yakuza had also been the first on the scene. And then after they, the relief efforts in Tohoku were winding down, they immediately sent men to the Fukushima nuclear reactor to help alleviate some of that situation. So these guys are like, we're here, let's go, we're on mm-hmm. it. Um, so the Yakuza is a term that refers to both the various gangs and the members of those gangs, and they help out in times of crisis because of something called the Ninkyo Code, uh, and it's a principle every Yakuza claims to live by, one that forbids them to allow anyone else to suffer. Hmm. Hmm. Unless you're killing yeah, them. Yeah, they might. They you got to put them out of their misery. Yeah. I guess if they're. Yeah, you d- You, you got to kill them fast, otherwise they suffer. Yeah. Okay. But, like, why? Why would they give a shit? Well, uh, the Yakuza history begins with classism. Of course. Mm. Uh, the first Yakuza were members of a social caste called the Burakumen. Uh, they were the lowest caste, a social group so far below the rest of society. This is going to sound familiar. They weren't even allowed to touch other human beings, basically uh, the untouchables. Apartheid. Yes, no, that too. too. Untouchables in India. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. there's a lot of that kind of yeah. shit going on yes. in the world. Or, or, oh, these yeah. are horrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Burakuman were the execution executioners the butchers the undertakers the leather workers they're basically uh they work with the with the dead um and so in buddhist and shinto society they're considered unclean so the forced isolation of the burakuman had start it started in the 11th century and then by 1603 formal laws were written to cast them out of society their wow. children were denied education, and most of them were sent out of the cities and off into wherever <laughs> to go live Jeez. anywhere else. So there are actually still lists passed around Japan that name every descendant of a Burakuman, and they are used oh. to bar them from certain jobs. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Barf. <laughs> so the sons of the Burakuman had to find a way to survive despite obvious options that were being taken away from them. So you could either do your parents' trade, which was that dirty work, or crime. 
Like mm-hmm. I'd choose crime. I choose crime, especially yeah. in like 1603. Crime is like pretty yeah, petty. Like, and how are they even gonna figure it out? It was you. Yeah, like what Google me? Yeah. <laughs> Eat dicks. Uh, so after at 1603, crime starts flourishing. We have got market markets full of stolen goods, um, and then we are also seeing some. Uh, <laughs> the loudest sorry God. i'm trying swallow. to not swallow <laughs> with your giant sorry. throat and how relaxed my, it my is lubricated relaxed throat <laughs> disgusting what's it like to feel no anxiety um <sighs> oh, so good. good you can hear it um so we see yeah markets of stolen goods and then also illegal gambling houses uh are showing up in abandoned temples and shrines which sounds so fucking cool all i want to do is go I mean, thousands that. of years in the future all of the illegal gambling places and rub and tugs that are in shopping centers i'm sure are gonna seem really romantic and cool too right they used to have shopping centers Maybe. when things were corporeal still that made my heart stop for a moment. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like that at all. Um, so these peddlers and gamblers start selling uh, or setting up their own organized gangs, right? So then the gangs are going to guard the peddler shops, keeping them safe. And then they're also going to guard these uh, gambling halls and thus the Yakuza. Um, so this is more than just profitable. It's also winning them respect where leaders of the, of these gangs are officially recognized by Japan's rulers, which is huge. And then they're given the honor of having surnames also huge hmm. and allowed to carry swords, uh, which this means that these men are being granted the same honors as nobility. So we've gone from get out of the city to here's a sword right. and a surname. Uh, so ironically we've got crime turning these people into uh, respectful citizens Uh, the Japanese Yakuza quickly uh, became a full blown group of uh, criminal organizations complete with their own customs and codes members are meant to observe strict codes of loyalty silence and obedience Uh, these codes have remained throughout Yakuza history the Yakuza were like family. They were more than just a gang. All gangs say that. Mm. Uh, when a new member came in, he accepted his boss as his new father. And then over a ceremonial glass of sake, he would formally accept the Yakuza as his new home. Uh, loyalty to the Yakuza had to be complete. So in some groups, a new Japanese gangster would even be expected to completely cut ties with his biological family. However, mm. to most men, that was a good thing. Uh, they were social outcasts so then these people had no connection to any part of society so then the Yakuza meant family and friends and brothers and whatever and the same reason kids join gangs now this is like the Fast and the Furious it is it's all about family mm-hmm. familia sorry <laughs> Uh, that was, that was my best really Vin good. Diesel. It was good. It was, it was pretty good. Good Vin Diesel. Call me Dom. No. No. Call, we'll call you Dom. Vin though. Vinny. Little Vinny. Uh, All right. <laughs> uh, so part of what signifies the Yakuza members is how they would have complex tattoos all over their body and these were etched onto the body with a sharpened piece of bamboo so very slowly and painfully all over your body. Um, and then eventually it became forbidden for the Yakuza to show off their tattooed cover skin because they were like, wait, 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 wait. Now they know. Right. <laughs> Shit. 
Um, but you can also tell a Japanese gangster by the missing finger on their left hands. Ooh. The pinky, I assume. Which one? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> was that a particularly <laughs> chunky sway of beer? It, it got there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, the, oh, yeah. Uh, any Japanese gangster who disgraced the Yakuza name would be forced to cut off the tip of the left pinky and hand it over to the boss. Hmm. Just the tip. Just see you how know. it feels. That seems reasonable, actually. Yeah, it's not as yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but if you continue to upset the boss, you continue to, to cut. lose tip. Yes. And so every cut to a finger would weaken a man's sword grip is the point of this right yeah. so then you become more dependent on your your new family your new your new doms <laughs> tight yep. um, uh, historically they've carried out what would be considered relatively small time crimes drug dealing prostitution and extortion the drug trade is extremely important to the yakuza <laughs> nearly every illegal drug in japan Sorry. is imported by the yakuza are you going to see? No. There's something in the air, man. Is it because I have cat on me, probably? I just burped three times. Oh, okay. That's all that okay. was. Um, among the most popular drug is meth. <laughs> oh, fun. Really? Man, that seems like such a right? dirt. Like, like, that, yeah, it seems like I a very American. Cooler. I know. Like, I would think that like the modern Yakuza would have like ecstasy or something. Like yeah, well, like so they also shit. bring in marijuana, oh, MDMA, good. ketamine. <laughs> yeah. But oh, the most popular is meth. Because it's cheap huh. to make. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. I'm gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not just drugs they're trading, though. People. We Guns. got women. Yeah. Uh, so they, the operatives travel to South America, <laughs> Eastern Europe, and the Philippines, lure young girls to Japan, lucrative jobs, exciting careers, live here now, and then they get there and there's no job, and they're assigned a Japanese gangster, and then he pushes them into prostitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brothels themselves are usually mani- uh, massage parlors, karaoke bars, love hotels, yeah. which is just a brothel. Hey, like, what are we trying to hide the there? have a song about that, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the love hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm about to cut one of your pinky fingers off. I know. I'm going to go blow my nose. Y'all continue. Uh, okay. Or don't. I don't know. Wait for me. Listen. I don't know what to do here. I'm gonna. I mean, you can continue with the story if you really want to. It's. I mean, it's fine. This is just a. She show causes and tell. problems. It's been like this for most of our lives, honestly. So. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I'm just you know. <sighs> <laughs> No. We're talking about the love shack. Yeah. Okay. Blame. Okay. Um, these were often owned by somebody who's not in the gang, so he's the civilian front. Um, a fake boss extorted into letting them use his business, uh, and he'll also take the pol- fall if the police come. So, like, this is just a bitch, mm. a little bitch boy. 
And so all of that is still true today. Uh, None of these things, drugs, women, any of that, uh, none of it really caused the government to crack down on the Yakuza until the Yakuza moved into white-collar crime. Uh, Up until recently, the Japanese Yakuza have been at least somewhat tolerated. Uh, They were criminals, but they were useful. Sometimes the government took advantage of their skills. This blew my mind. The Japanese government has called on them for help in military operations, uh, though the details remain hazy. And then in 1960, when President Eisenhower visited Japan, the government had him flanked by scores of Yakuza bodyguards. Dang. It's like hiring the Hells Angels. Angels. That's that's exactly exactly what I was thinking. But I was like, this is what? Yeah. Um, and so, let's see. This may have made the Yakuza look a little bit more legitimate, um, but their uh, their code also forbids members from stealing, uh, even if, in practice, that rule wasn't always followed. But uh, they, throughout history, the Yakuza always just saw themselves as businessmen. Like, well, like mean, y'all have fucked us. We yeah. are. This is all we can do. Yeah. I don't, when I imagine the Yakuza, and it's probably from like American movies or something, but I imagine them as like dressed in business suits, all like yeah. very hot and like with a sword and like the, to, you, Where can you can see, see the, the tattoos on their neck, yeah. like up to their face. Yeah. Anyways. You okay? I'm okay. I feel like my voice is deeper now because of my <laughs> sneezing and stuff so you're welcome everybody no. oh no things Ugh. just got real sexy Thank describing you. hot yeah. yakuza <laughs> then Sex. now doing it's cocaine not sexy anymore uh, uh, <laughs> 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 where uh so uh real estate was one of the yakuza's first big white collar scams in the 80s the yakuza started sending their enforcers off to work for real estate agents well what would they do uh these yakuza members were called the (sighs) jigeya i'm gonna say jigeya that sounds right uh real estate agents would hire a japanese gangster when they wanted to demolish a residential area and put in a new development but couldn't get one or two people to move they want to sell their Mm -hmm. way Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm so then the Jigeya's job was to get them out. They would put uh, like, fucked up shit in their mailboxes. It says shit. unpleasant things. I'm assuming it's Horse all head those in the bed. Oops. Oh, oh dookie. Mm. Got it. Or anything y'all said. Um, they would scrawl obscene words on their walls. Uh, and at least in one case, they entered the entire uh, contents of a septic tank. <gasps> in through the window. Oh, I don't like that. Chiquillas. Whatever it would take to get someone to sell, they would do it. So they would, yeah, doing all the dirty work and the government was like, okay. Um, Let's see. According to Yakuza member Ryuma Suzuki, without them, cities wouldn't be able to develop it's a weird way to look at okay. it. Uh, That's the, just good marketing. Yeah. Yeah. The big corporations don't want to put their hands into the dirt. They don't want to get involved in trouble. 
they wait for other companies to do the dirty business first. So publicly, the Japanese government has washed their hands of them, but Suzuki uh, might not be entirely wrong. More than once, the government itself has been caught hiring the Yakuza to muscle people out of their homes. So let's see. After they got into real estate, they moved into the business world. Um, early on, the white-collar crime was mostly through something called Sokaya, uh, which was their system for extorting businesses. They would buy enough stock in a company to send their men to stockholder meetings, and there they would terrify and blackmail the companies into doing whatever they wanted. That rules. Wow. Very cool. That rules. Um... And many companies invited the Yakuza in. They came to them begging for massive loans and no bank would, uh, that no bank would offer. So they would be like, hey, I guess we're going to the mm-hmm. crime bosses. Like, they've got money. So uh, in exchange, the Yakuza was able to, like, help run this corporation. Um and the impact has been huge. At their peak, there were 50 registered companies listed on the Osaka Security Exchange that had deep ties to organized crime. Uh, it was arguably the golden era, era in Yakuza history. This is the 80s. Uh, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Yes. Uh, legitimate business, the Yakuza quickly learned... Uh, was even more profitable than crime. They started setting up a stock investment plan. They would pay homeless people for their identities and then use them to invest in stocks. Hmm. I I mean... Very smart. Yeah. Uh, They called their stock investment rooms dealing rooms, and they were incredibly profitable. It it was a whole new era, uh, a whole new... You can tell this is where I start reading. A whole new breed of crime for the Yakuza of the 1980s, yes. Uh, as one Japanese gangster put it, quote, I once did time in jail trying to shoot a guy. I'd be crazy to do that today. There's no need to take that kind of risk anymore. He said, I've got a whole team behind me now. Guys who used to be bankers and accountants, real estate experts, commercial money lenders, different kinds of finance people. So they're like, we're not doing this petty shit anymore. Like... <laughs> I, I feel great. We're going yeah. legit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ish. Sure. Uh, and as they made deeper inroads into the world of legitimate business, the days of Yakuza violence are waning. Um, Yakuza-related murders, one Japanese gangster killing another, specifically, uh, were cut in half in a few short years. Aggressive. Mm-hmm. That also sounds violent. Yeah. I know. Cut in half with a sword. Um, so then they're, they're getting deeper and deeper into this illegitimate, legitimate, almost legal, illegal business. Uh, and then the first so-called quote, anti-Yakuza law is passed in 1991 and it made it illegal for a Japanese gangster to get involved in some types of legitimate business, which is interesting because this is how all of this fucking started. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, since then, the anti-Yakuza laws have piled on. Laws have been set up barring how they can move their money. Petitions have been sent uh, to other countries begging to freeze Yakuza assets, and it's working. 
Uh, memberships are reportedly at an all-time low in recent years. Uh, it's not just because of arrests. For the first time, they're actually starting to let gang members go. So you're oh, not you having to get, get out. jumped out or whatever. Right. Um, let's see. Their assets are at least partially frozen. The Yakuza don't have enough money to pay their members' wages, which is also kind of cool that they had a whole, like... They had an HR department. Yeah, yeah. Health yeah for sure. Benefits, Payroll, yeah. That's where the, the pinky pieces time. went to the HR sure. department. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's see. All of that pressure might be why they've become so generous as to jump onto these humanitarian efforts. Um, so, like the police crackdown, their good deed does uh, didn't really start until they moved into white-collar crime. So... You know, we're getting in trouble. We're also going to start doing these good deeds. Mm-mm-mm, whatever, whatever. Um, there is, let's see, a journalist, Tomohiko Suzuki, does not agree. Ah, that doesn't matter. Cut that. Um, there are people that think that the Yakuza are doing and helping these things, uh, helping people out and doing these things uh, as a PR stunt, which makes sense. Um, and then even as humanitarians, their methods aren't always entirely above board. Uh, when they sent help to the Fukushima reactor, they didn't send their best men. They sent homeless people <laughs> and people who owed them money. <laughs> I mean, if they could do the same job. Yeah, it, but it's clearly like, y'all right. go get the radiation. Yeah, um, that's true. They would lie... They would lie to them about what they would be paid or threaten them with violence to help out. Uh, as one man who was tricked into working there explained, quote, we were given no insurance for health risks, no radiation meters even. We were treated like nothing, like disposable people. They promised things and then kicked us out when we received a large radiation dose. Oof. But the Yakuza insist that they're just doing their best and honoring Yakuza history. They know what it's like to be abandoned, they say, and they're just using what they have to make things better. Complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's, you know... Overall, I, just fucking complicated. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of, though, like, even, like, the mafia, like, all that stuff, it does start out from this, like, kind of need and then just goes corrupt yeah. style, so... I don't know. Yeah. I just, I thought it was very, I had no idea that, Mm-mm. to me it was like, oh, it started in like the 60s or 70s. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I would have agreed. It's just always like you see the trajectory of that story and it's like, oh, so they're like turning into the good guys and then they're like, oh, and they kidnap women and force them into prostitution. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. God damn, why do you always lean on that one? Can't y'all just keep doing drugs and guns? Yeah. It's so much more and, egalitarian. And take money from corporations. Yeah. I love it. Love that. Yeah. Very cool. Love yeah. that. Nobody's truly a Robin Hood. They all turn into sex traffickers. Sex traffickers <laughs> at yeah. some point. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, uh, yeah, I feel like both of y'all's stories to me felt almost similar. Just like the <laughs> cultiness of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the you know cut off your friends and family because we're your family now is so culty and then obviously MLMs are just oh yeah that. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or drown, I guess drowning your baby is one way to 
cut off your family but, yeah by killing them yeah but then drowning your baby you also had a bunch of people drown yeah i mean i think mine no the I michigan the, i bet triangle. the yakuza has a higher body count than i do drowning mm, specifically Probably in not michigan but i mean haley's might have had a few you know like yeah. if you think of the repercussions if you think of like pseudoscience and in like a general way yeah it's definitely killers might have plenty higher, of people higher than mine yeah i, I bet i'm it, actually in third place yeah honestly always you're the loser yeah. i know i'm the fucking loser <laughs> man i got <laughs> doubly demoted to best podcaster number three. Oh yeah so <laughs> out of three i am i am proud that i survived this <laughs> i mean <laughs> these are poisoned ranch waters oh god that would be a weird way to kill someone. they've got lysol in them mm-hmm. yeah not having a baby not this doing month. it no don't even have to have a baby to drown Mm-mm. you just nip it at the butt from the she beginning. doesn't even have a but her own baby, baby to, to drown. drown yeah that does sound like a southern colonialism yeah. right like mm-hmm. that's how poor she is yeah, yeah. mm pot to piss in or a baby to drown pot a uh, baby to drown and piss Ew. oh <laughs> oh i don't like it no nope, i mean i guess to. a regular drown baby whatever but like specifically that specifically one's pretty bad yep it's again like really upsetting yeah. to yeah. me and it's just like a visceral thing mm-hmm. like and i can't not think of it yeah, yeah. that's true mm. okay well i wonder if karina will listen to this and be like this is our dumbest episode because she wasn't here to wrangle correct us Haley did a good job though i i enjoyed yeah. that. I did research i have links you, you got links i reference back to things that's what i did with yeah. my work day today so hopefully nobody my boss my boss will not listen to this <laughs> not this no <laughs> well we're recording on a saturday so i hope you didn't have to work <laughs> we don't yes. have to lie today definitely a no, saturday cool. i don't know i can definitely send you all the witch pyramid schemer are you I, I want, want yeah. yeah I want to we can take, take it that fucking quiz how long is it it's only seven questions ah! and it's very quick sorry my computer oh my God, opening okay it's only seven questions yeah. <gasps> it's very quick can we race okay. to see which one of us can do it faster? yeah I'm down yeah let me how can I give this to y'all what type of technology would allow Results. Tell me. Avon. Me too. Aww. I'm the Avon Avon lady. Did you say you would gossip? Yes, I would totally gossip. I also said that, but I didn't come up with that. I got I got Herbalife again, and the first line is you think yourself as the mom of the friend group. And I think that's specifically because I chose casserole. Yeah. Yeah. I do not think of myself as the mom. I also said I hate Starbucks. Oh, I said the plant milk one, because that is what I get. I get like iced coffee with Mm almond milk or something usually i just don't i tried to go back recently and i couldn't do it i if i'm home i go to sorrento's by our house if i'm down at work there's a starbucks literally on our block so i just pre-order and pick it up if you don't read like you should read the description 
Okay. Because they're pretty cutting. You're a social butterfly, but you don't really have any close friends. (laughs) (laughs) You'll, you float and find smiling faces everywhere you go, giving others a small boost of hope. But deep down, they will never seek you out on their own. Oh my God. You're you're forgettable, disposable. (laughs) Only greeted with joy because no one ever expects you. Your biggest fear is hiding underneath all of your positivity is that you'll all you'll do is fill empty space. Who hurt oh this God. person? Who hurt this person? You're only joy because you scared someone. Yes. Okay, wait, what is yours? So I got Herbalife, and it says, uh, you like to think yourself as the mom of a friend group. And they all agree enthusiastically if you ever bring it up. But that head nodding is masking a strong sense of indifference shared amongst everyone. It's incredibly easy to be a DD, yet you make it an entire personality. Oh, my God. Good God. Um, why? Um, personality trait. Why? Sure, you're being responsible and your service is really appreciated, but you don't deserve any recognition beyond a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Try being humble for once. Oh, my God. And please privatize your future wedding Pinterest boards. They're embarrassing and will not convince your boyfriend to propose anytime Holy soon. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. Is there a way that I. Oh, you can. You can see the can rest of the them. Rest yeah. Of them? Uh, Avon was my second one. Oh, it doesn't let you click on them. But the other two options were Tupperware and It Works. Tupperware is a really good, like, kind of throwback MLM to me. Very oh, yeah. similar to Avon. I feel uh, like you have to answer casserole to get to Tupperware, too. Yeah, probably. There's, like, the path of yeah. kind of being drawn. And then it works. I don't know. We're going to have to go back through. And I'm going to take the quiz until I get those other two. Jesus Christ, that was... Uh, Cutting. I want to, like, make that my, like... Bio? Yeah, bio. If, yeah, if I was on Tinder on and I had to LinkedIn have a bio, that's or something. <laughs> and be like... I'm, I'm an Avon. What are you? Well, then Karina has to take it too now. So y'all Karina, know. please take it and let us know what you get. My Tupperware lady has the freshest ideas, like all sorts of sizes and other surprises. My Tupperware lady has the freshest ideas for locking in freshness. Go to a Tupperware party and see whole bunches of convenient ways to store and serve food. And more, more, more delicious colors. Go to a party soon. Your Tupperware lady has the freshest ideas for rocking in freshness. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Follow us at We're Brunch anywhere, wherever. Uh, email us if you feel like it. I, I think I set that up. I don't know. I've never checked it. Um, rate us because that's the best. And thanks to my little baby sister. I'm not the little sister. Haley for Haley Much Lamont larger than you are. At 2XY. I do not. I don't want to be perceived by anybody. Okay. So, so anyways. No, it's fine. It's 2XY on, on everything. I already shared I'm all her over to our story. And uh, probably parts of the internet that I don't be on. All right. Okay. Well, that's it. Thank well, you. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.